With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. The committee charged with developing a resolution on Oneida County's stance on the Pelican River Forest Project met for the first time Monday. The conservation project wants to secure easements on 70,000 acres of land in Oneida, Lincoln, and Forest Counties to preserve it for forestry management and recreation. As WXPR previously reported, Supervisor Robert Briggs presented a resolution to the Oneida County Board at its last meeting calling for the county to oppose the easements. The board decided to create a committee to look into its accuracy before it voted on it. WXPR's Katie Thorson gives us an update. Once again, people, mostly those supporting the Pelican River Forest, spoke before Oneida County Board Supervisors, this time to the committee members charged with looking into the resolution regarding the project. Some people who spoke during public comment were happy to have the county create the committee to look more into the issue. Others wanted the county to hold public hearings on the issue at times where more people could attend and give input. This was the first meeting of the Pelican River Forest Committee. County Board Chair Scott Holowinski, who assigned members to the committee, spoke during the meeting. He explained why he chose the members he did, his frustration with the DNR about the lack of information, and the lack of time local governments had to respond to the easements. Holowinski also addressed the argument pro-Pelican River Forest people and groups have been making that the land would still be privately owned and therefore still on the tax roll saying that while it's on the tax roll, it's taxed significantly less because it's under MFL and would end up hurting the future potential tax base. Committee Chair Robert Briggs, the supervisor from Monaco that brought the issue to the county board to begin with, split up different lines of the resolution among committee members. The committee members need to come back with the information they've gathered on their topics at the next committee meeting on April 3rd. Katie Thorson, WXPR News. Governor Tony Evers touted his child care plan for the state budget during a visit to Rhinelander yesterday. Evers' budget includes more than $340 million for the Child Care Accounts program. It's a program that was started during the pandemic to provide funding for child care centers to make sure they could continue to run. Some local daycares have told WXPR they used it to keep costs for families down. Amanda Engstrom runs Tiny Tykes Daycare in Rhinelander. She received $33,000 through the Child Care Accounts program. Um, I'm hoping for the future for me to expand and get a bigger building in the future and to meet the children's needs. Engstrom can currently have up to eight children and has 25 families on a wait list for an infant spot. Most of the kids she has right now are two or three years old. Evers visited Tiny Tykes Monday, saying the state's economy depends on providing affordable child care for workers. While it's unclear if Republicans will support his effort or others laid out in his budget, Evers said he does feel like it's been different since his re-election. The temperature is down a little bit uh, as far as interactions, and, and we're in good economic sh- state, uh, shape as a, go- as a state government. And so I think there's there's hope, and I think there's hope in my, my belief that there will be some compromise. But um, let's see. We're a long way off. Evers presented his budget to the legislature last month. Lawmakers will spend the next several months rewriting it before it goes back to Evers for his approval or line-item vetoes. Federal lawmakers are still trying to push federal agencies to resolve the road issues in Lake de Flambeau. It's been five weeks since the Lake de Flambeau tribe put up barriers on four roads. The roads are on tribal land, but they're the only access point for dozens of private homes within the reservation. 
Congressman Tom Tiffany and Senator Ron Johnson last week sent letters to the secretaries of the U.S. Departments of Transportation and Interior. The letter requests assistance in resolving the issue and pushes the Bureau of Indian Affairs to intervene. Governor Evers visited members of the Tribal Council last month. Here's what he had to say about the situation when asked about it during the governor's visit to Rhinelander yesterday. only way we're going to solve this is to have everybody come together. So I'm hopeful that that will happen. But it, it is, you know, there is Indian land that has not been essentially revealed to the owners of those houses that uh, is still, you know, on the roads is their land, and the title insurance company, frankly, dropped the ball. Evers and Senator Tammy Baldwin have also sent a letter to the Secretary of the Interior urging her to get the BIA involved. The Lank to Flambeau Tribal Government says it's owed $20 million for the rights-of-way easements and to make up for the trespassing over the last 10 years the easements have been expired. The title companies have offered just over $1 million. With no further progress made on the issue, more than two dozen landowners that are blocked from their property filed a lawsuit in federal court last week against members of the tribal government. A buildup of snow and ice around the home can lead to problems with vents and gas meters. Over the weekend, a church in Port Edwards began to smell like gas. Responding firefighters say it was caused by a pipe fitting broken by heavy snow and ice buildup. Those in snow country are being urged to take a look around their home, especially where the gas meter is located. Wausau Fire Department engineer Nick Gehring. Snow can accumulate around gas meters, which can be problematic for um, intake or uh, exhaust vents on the home, which can uh, create uh, gas leaks or um, buildup of carbon monoxide within the building. Gehring says not to use a snowplow near the gas meter. Instead, use a shovel or broom to clear that space. This story is courtesy of WAOW Television. The Hurley Police Department is asking for help in a hit and run. Police say a person walking was hit by a car around 2.30 Saturday morning. The victim was injured. It happened on Highway 51 near Maple Street. Police are asking for help finding the car involved. It would have been traveling north on 51 at that time. It's a gray or silver SUV and may have front-end damage from the incident. Anyone with information is asked to call the Hurley Police Department. Wisconsin Supreme Court candidates Janet Protasewicz and Dan Kelly have agreed to meet in at least one debate ahead of the April 4th election. The candidates' campaigns announced Monday they will meet in a televised debate sponsored by the State Bar of Wisconsin, WISC-TV, and WISPolitics.com on March 21st. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.